Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 64 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of Marvel. Uh, we're going to talk about news and comics and video games and toys and movies and televisions and probably wrestling and other random stuff, and it's going to be great. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Associate Producer Blake Garris, because Ben is MIA... Editor Ben Morse is too busy, too swamped, too overloaded with awesome stuff that he's trying to give to you guys right now. He can't make it on the podcast, but we persevere forever and ever. The two of you were the only ones around last week, right? Yeah. So we're the only ones around this week. Blake Garris is our constant. How terrifying the that rock. is for all of us. But if you're new to the show, we're going to go through all the new print and digital comics out for the week, the collections. We're going to talk about new video game stuff, movies, television. We'll go through all kinds of news. And then we'll get to your questions and comments. If you have questions and comments and want to tweet them as you listen to the show, use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel. I will pull them up on the fancy iPad that is sitting next to me right now. And we'll get to them in a future episode. Right now, we're going to jump into the comics on sale January 16th, 2013, starting with all new X-Men number 6 by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by David Marquez and colors by Marte Gracia. This is David Marquez's first issue on all new X-Men. And if you've been following him, he's been on Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, and he was amazing there. And then you read this issue, and it's like, oh, he's a giant superstar just waiting to explode. <laughs> Good lord, his pencils are insane. I was blown away, and I really like Dave's art a ton. I love, love, love his art. And it's like he just turned it up to 12. He said 11? uh I go up to 12. Really great stuff on this issue. Uh, if you've been reading the book, you know it's just incredible. You've got the five original X-Men in the modern day, uh, Wolverine getting angry or getting weird feelings about various members of the team, how they interact with each other. There's an amazing scene with Angel from the past and Angel of the current time, which could have gone one way and it went another, and I really, really loved it. Jean Grey and Kitty Pryde dealing with each other. Jean Grey and her blossoming telepathic powers is just great. I mean, I don't have the same recollection of reading those early issues and the way she developed as I do some of the later stuff. So getting that now in the way that I'm affiliated and comfortable with trying to think of the right word, with my experience with Marvel now, you know, reading how these characters are interacting is just a whole different fun way of experiencing it. It's terrific. And then you get a great tease at the end of the the first villain that these characters will deal with in the modern times. Up next, Alpha, big time, point one, which is actually a reprint of Amazing Spider-Man number 692. It's written by Dan Slott, pencils by Umberto Ramos. It's a great Amazing Spider-Man story. It introduces Alpha, this character, this jerk kid with superpowers and uh, what he has to deal with, uh, or actually what Spidey has to deal with in sort of helping out this kid. But there's a new Alpha series starting in February on sale February 13th and so if you don't know the character you gotta pick this up before you pick up number one it'll give you tons more information over to Avengers Assemble number 11 written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by Stefano Caselli and colors by Rain Barreto I love this book so much I really do I just, I just want to smack it 
on the table until it crumbles into little bitty pieces. You've got all kinds of great interactions between all the various Avengers on this team. Captain Marvel and Thor, Spider-Woman and Hulk, Iron Man and... Bruce Banner, or really Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, Captain America, and everybody. There's tons of great stuff. You get some explosive Avengers nudity in this, which is really funny. There's lots of great beats. Super fun. It's a great bridge for fans who are into the movies, and that's everybody, and those who want to get into the comics. It's got the tone of the films, but all the awesomeness of the Marvel Universe that might not always be able to make it into the films. I love this book so much. So, so much. Next, we have Avenging Spider-Man number 16, written by Chris Yost, art by Paco Medina. To begin, Doc Ock Spider-Man battles a giant spider, and the X-Men appear, and they basically think Spider-Man can't handle this spider. But, obviously, they don't know that Spider-Man is... Doc Ock, so he does some things that Peter Parker would not do, obviously. I don't want to say what happens in this part, but I think the best part of the story is Spider-Man gets to finally fight Wolverine, and it's really cool because you see that Peter has always wanted to punch Wolverine because they didn't really get along, and Doc Ock finally gets sick of his crap, and there's a great battle between the two. I don't know that I would call it so much a great battle well, as Spider-Man beating the hell yeah, out of Wolverine. Yeah, that's true. It reminds me of a bunch of years ago we had, there was a Punisher book and there was a Wolverine book. And in the Wolverine book, Wolverine beat the crap out of the Punisher. And in the Punisher <laughs> book, Punisher beat the crap out of Wolverine like ran him over with a steamroller or something that blended up his face. It was crazy, but I love this. It's like Spider-Man unleashed and... Just tears into Wolverine. But he still saves Storm. Oh, yeah. So he's still got that tinge of Peter Parker inside him. That's a, it's a good one. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I, I like how the story of Ben, before we recorded the podcast, Ben called it like Dr. Spite Octopus mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> where, you know, this guy is, he's conflicted inside. He's thinking all these things, but there's something that constantly urges him forward to not be such a jerk mm-hmm. i like that i like where that that story goes all right over in captain america number three you've got the super science weird pulpness of this story by rick remender with art by john Romita jr klaus jansen and colors by dean white with lee lowridge it's super crazy weird captain america stuck in dimension z taking care of this little kid ian uh, who is actually arnim zola's kid sort of thing i don't know arnim zola is super weird genetic manipulator he's got another kid and cap is fighting for his life and then trying to be protective but also show honor to these alien creatures that he's dealing with and just it's a brutal life that he's leading there's a really sad part where cap's been gone from the main world for about a year or so maybe more than that and he is painting Sharon Carter, and he's like, she she had to have given up already. I miss her, you know. Basically, it's like sort of like, well, crap. This is my life. Mm. I gotta deal with it. I gotta protect this kid, and you know, there's I don't know, you know, it's a hard life for him. And then crazy, disgusting final page, which I won't spoil, but it's it's awesome. Next, we have Captain Marvel number nine, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Felipe Andrade. In here, Captain Marvel, all she wants to do is take her cat to the vet. And as things happen sometimes, 
plans change and in this case the plans are two giant t-rexes appear in the middle of the street so she needs to save the city from these two giant dinosaurs and luckily she tells a cab driver that he's on a secret mission for the avengers to take this cat to the vet while she can battle these dinosaurs and then i don't want to spoil the ending but there's some pretty intense things are going to happen for her in the what looks like the next issue health problems is all i can say yeah i love this issue because it one it had her fighting dinosaurs and i do love me some dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. but two it had the great relationship that she has with spider woman jessica drew and then this network of friends and, and various parts of her life coming in and the cat stuff which mm-hmm. just i loved it it was so great everything about it i this was one of my favorite issues of the series which says a lot because i've been digging that that run a lot all right, over to Daredevil number 22 by Mark Wade, art by Chris Somney, and colors by Javier Rodriguez. You've got more Superior Spider-Man, and I really dug this because it's Superior Spider-Man and Daredevil. And, you know, Daredevil and Spidey have this friendship. They've known each other for a long time. They're both street-level heroes in New York City. They know each other pretty darn well. And, obviously, Daredevil's like, what the hell is wrong with Spider-Man? Something's off. He's a little bit different. There's a lot of stuff that they have to deal with, or a Daredevil has to deal with, as Spidey now with his claws and his cantankerous attitude and all the kinds of fun stuff. They have to work on it together. Then you take all that, great stuff, really builds that world, and you get back to what Matt Murdock's dealing with, which is you know, all the problems with his friendship with Foggy Nelson and his relationship stuff and his career. And then you get a big, big old bomb dropped on you in the last couple of pages. And it's like, oh, man. Oh, man. Now we have Dark Avengers number 185 written by Jeff Parker, art by Neil Edwards. I guess I can't spoil the ending because it, it's on the cover. But U.S. Agent appears this is awesome i just kind of flipped through it at first and then i finally get to the end and i was very excited but again captain marvel's in this and she's battling well thing is battling some dinosaurs once again there's all Um, kinds of i mean this super weak crazy alternate reality stuff that jeff parker's got cooking in this book is is not so yeah it's a lot of fun there's a lot going on in this yeah there's a ton going on and while you have all this alternate reality stuff, you do have the Dark Avengers characters, Thunderbolts characters, who have been brought into this alternate reality. And then there's, you know, U.S. Agent, who was previously had lost a, several of his limbs through some crazy supervillain, anti- not I wouldn't say antics, but crazy supervillain stuff. I think it was during Civil War. I could be wrong, but I think it was Civil War. And... It was kind of cool to see that him come back, and I don't know what that's really going to mean, if that'll be long-lasting, but it was a cool moment. Now we have Indestructible Hulk number three, written by Mark Wade, art by Lanil Francis Yu. Here, Maria Hill is trying to find staff for Bruce Banner for his science experiments and all he's doing with S.H.I.E.L.D. The funniest part about this is she asked them, point blank, why they would want to work with the Hulk. And all of them, you know, say how great the mind Bruce Banner is, and it's kind of worth it to work with this great scientist. 
There's also a nice scene where these two, what are these guys? Do these guys have names? I think they're, what are they, AIM agents? Or, I don't know that they have like names. I think they're just AIM goons. AIM goons in suits. They try to kidnap a scientist. There's a little switcheroo, and Bruce Banner is in the switcheroo, and he gets angry. Uh, and again, the art in this has always been great. I just love how he uses Hulk. It's This is some of the best Hulk art I've seen in a while. Yeah, the idea that, okay, you have Bruce Banner doing cool stuff for S.H.I.E.L.D., and then when it comes time for Hulk to come out, S.H.I.E.L.D. can then just drop Hulk into a trouble yeah. area. It's like dropping a bomb without any fallout in terms of nuclear stuff, but it's just as effective. He just mm-hmm. tears through. There's the Quintronic Man who is this villain, and if, if Ben and his super crazy comic book mind were here, I'm sure he would give us information on where the Quintronic Man has shown up before, but it was super cool, and it was kind of turned into a horror book right at the end there. It's like, oh, crap. Uh, we get a little taste of something that's going to come up in the next couple issues right at the end with Maria Hill popping eggs. I love that book. Mm. I love that book. All right, so... Uh, Going over to Marvel's Thor adaptation, number one. It's adapted by Christos Gage with art by Lan Medina. It is really a, a very faithful adaptation of the first Thor film. So you get a lot of those key moments and key shots and key lines from the film. If you like the movie, you should definitely pick this up. It's a good refresher and it's you know fully entrenched in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Over to New Avengers number two, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Steve Epting, colors by Frank D'Armada. Basically, this issue is Black Panther telling Black Bolt, Namor, Reed Richards, Iron Man, Captain America, and Doctor Strange that they're idiots, they're stupid, they're going and doing the wrong things, he hates them, but they have to do it all. I love it. It's just Black Panther like, I'm smarter than all of you, this is going to go wrong, I hate every single one of you, get out of my country but we got to do this thing. And what they have to do is is insane. It's intense, and I won't spoil it, but you have to read this book, especially if you're reading the regular Avengers book. They will have some big connections. You know, Jonathan Hickman is this master planner for all the books that he writes, so there's big stuff coming, and what everything means is super cool. There's also really great moments in this. There's a great moment where they're deciding what to do, what course of action to take, and... Black Bolt whispers, and I, I need to get a magnifying glass to see what his <laughs> word balloon says, because the text is so tiny, it's probably not even audible, but if there's a sound that he makes, and it cracks like this giant granite table in, in several places, just from the tiniest little sound. It Ah, oh, I love Black Bolt, he's so cool! Uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff, and the Illuminati, essentially, what they are, they have the Infinity Gems. And that is that was the, awesome. Yeah, that is the crux of, of a lot of what's going on. So where that goes, woo, doggy. Next up is Punisher Nightmare number three, written by Scott Gimple, art by Mark Textera. It's really cool, especially this week. You see a lot of like, I guess personally for me, Alpha is what Spider Man could have become with its cocky nature. Doc Ock is what Spider Man would have become if he used all his strength on everyone. This Nimmin guy is what Punisher would have become if you think Punisher's bad, but Punisher could have gotten really bad. And this, to me, is what this Nimmin guy is. If you've been keeping up, he's got this alter ego called Johnny Nightmare, and 
he does things that the Punisher doesn't do. You thought they would be like kind of two counterparts working together to fight crime, but this guy's going off the rails. You know, it's tough for Punisher to stop him because he sees he sees a part of himself in this guy. So it's getting pretty dark, and um, there's two more issues left, and it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I want to congratulate Scott Gimple, the writer. He has been uh, named the showrunner for that Walking Dead oh, program awesome. that all the kids watch. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty great. Yeah, you know, that's a huge move. A showrunner does a whole lot of stuff on a TV show, so he's going to be a busy man. Hopefully, qu- we'll get more comics out of him. He quotes Sun Tzu from The Art of War in this. You quote Sun Tzu every yeah, day. I read that. <laughs> Don't mean to brag. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Savage Wolverine number one out this week by Frank Cho. He wrote it. He drew it. Colors by Jason Keith. It's a pulp adventure action story featuring Wolverine. Nuts and bolts. That's where. That's all you need to know about it. But then you get into it. It's like Shadow the She Devil, Shield Agents, Savage Land. Dinosaurs, Frank Cho drawing a half-naked lady as he does <laughs> any chance he gets, and you know if you're into that sort of thing, then whoa boy, that's up your alley. I'm telling you what, hey hey, and it's a lot of fun. I really like it. If you if you look at it, it seems like Frank took a different approach with this book. Instead of a lot of you know using the caption boxes within panels, he really structured a lot of the text outside the panel borders and it gives it a different feel it does feel like an older pulp style adventure book it has a a, just a different tone to it it's cool because you know you can do so much with wolverine you can take wolverine you can throw him in space and have him fighting giant you know bugs you can have him in chinatown fighting martial arts dudes you can have him in the savage land fighting neanderthals and dinosaurs and hanging out with a did I mention very scantily clad badass chick named Shanna. This is a lot of fun. There's also a very special Marvel AR execution within this book that is very near and dear to my heart. It features Lil Bub. Oh, that's a no- oh. Lil Bub is in this one. You get a little snicked break. So uh, Lil Bub is a cute cat. She has a mutation. She has several mutations. She's a mutant cat. She was born what, what I guess would be considered unhealthy, and she has problems with her bones. So she sort of she can't stand up right all the time. She is missing her lower jaw, or her not her lower jaw, teeth in her lower jaw. So she only eats mushy food. She can eat okay though. She's she's okay, but she she has a very cute look to her. She has big eyes, which are part of. You know what's going on. She has extra claws. She's got special claws. So there's a lot of cool little things about her that her human, Jonathan, takes exceptionally good care of her. And we had her at Marvel. And so I I hope you watch the AR for this book in particular because uh, it was really cool to meet her and hold her. You guys probably know I'm a crazy cat man, but that's okay because cats are awesome. Right up next, Ultimate Comics Iron Man number four, written by Nathan Edmondson, with art by Matteo Bufagni, colors by Andy Troy. You've got Iron Man taking on the Mandarin. Finally, you get really what the Mandarin is in the Marvel Universe, or as much as we're going to get right now. 
it's a bigger story, bigger repercussions for the Ultimate Universe. And you get some cool, badass War Machine stuff in this. It's a lot of fun. Next up, we have Venom number 30, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Tony Silas. So Flash Thompson, if you read the last issue, he has become Venom Venom again. Angry, evil Venom. And at this point, he is now basically blacking out and just destroying things. Luckily, it seems like he's battling villains as this crazy Venom, but I guess time will only tell what happens here. Everyone on the good side of things is kind of worried about him still, especially his sort of girlfriend, Valkyrie. But I guess you'll have to wait and see if... If he goes back to the good or the dark side, but you get both Venoms in this issue, and it, it's a good one. Venom all over your face! <laughs> over in X-Factor number 250, we have the first official part of Hell on Earth War, which brings all these demonic high muckety-mucks together, trying to take over Earth, with the X-Factor standing in their way. So, I guess we're out of luck. Because X-Factor is a bunch of goofballs who have trouble keeping themselves in order, uh, let alone anyone uh, who are dealing with big major problems. But, like they always do, I have faith they will take this on. Uh, you get the return of Rain and her son, Tyr, who a lot of this really revolves around. And you'll, you'll get into that throughout this. You get the return of Darwin, you get the return of Strong Guy, and... Those things aren't necessarily good omens for Team X-Factor. Mephisto shows up. Lots of nasty customers uh, getting involved in this story, and it's it's a lot of fun. Great story by Peter David, with art by Leonard Kirk, Jay Lyston, and Matt Mila. Of course, Peter David, if you haven't heard, suffered a stroke, I believe, right around the holidays. He's on the road to recovery. We've heard good things. He's doing well, but um, definitely, you know, send your best wishes out to him however you want. He's on Twitter. He's got a blog. His wife's been blogging as well about it. Peter David's a good egg, and he writes amazing comics, so we wish him only the best. Finally, we have X-Men number 40, written by Seth Peck, art by Hefte Paolo. Here, the X-Men... Well, first off, there's a guy and his girlfriend. They're driving through Arizona. And they get in a car accident, and it ends up... She, unfortunately, dies. He finds out he is a mutant and has the ability to control machines with his powers. And the X-Men try to get to him before the police, I believe. Yeah, looks like the police. I wouldn't say it's the police. It's a shady part of the government called Project Wide-Eye. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll have a little bit more on them in time. They do not seem like nice fellows. And then a group of villains, I don't want to say. Well, you know what? You may be right. Maybe it may have been just the police at first, but Project Wide Eye, they bring in a new Freedom Force, which, you know, when I was younger, Freedom Force was essentially the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, mm. but given some government control, and that was a great twist on that. So this new Freedom Force, I'm very interested to see what this team's all about. So, very cool. Alright, that covers all the comics for this week. Hmm. Blake, what would be your twin of the week? Oh, man. This is a tough one. It is. Uh, Savage Wolverine or Avenging Spider-Man. 
Or both? I would go, yeah, I'm, I'm torn between Savage Wolverine, Daredevil, Avenging Spider-Man, and All-New X-Men. Yeah, those are all good. It's, it's tough. I think I would edge Savage Wolverine... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. It's tough. You know what? I'm not picking just one. So you can have those four. Like it. I'm rad. So on to collections on sale this week. We've got Avengers Assemble by Brian Michael Bendis, hardcover. Avengers Academy, Final Exams, hardcover. Captain America by Ed Brubaker, Volume 4, hardcover. The Mighty Thor, Journey into Mystery, Everything Burns, hardcover. Fear Itself, The Fearless, trade paperback. Marvel Universe, The End, trade paperback. Generation X Classic, Volume 2, trade paperback. And Dark Tower, The Gunslinger, The Little Sisters of Illyria, trade paperback. Some cool stuff. I love that, you know, we've got these more recent collections, and then Marvel Universe The End and Generation X Classic, which, freaking cool. I was flipping through the Generation X Classic, and Chris Pachalo is just, ugh, his art is so good, it makes me want to puke out of my eyeballs. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Digital Comics on the app this week includes everything we talked about, I believe, more or less. I don't know that anything got excluded, but let's say all the stuff that we talked about already... Plus, Amazing Spider-Man numbers 30 through 35 from the 1999 run. Incredible Hercules numbers 132 through 137. Great stuff you have to read. And Uncanny X-Men numbers 410 through 415. I don't remember what that run was exactly, but I'm going to say it was terrific. Blake, why don't you talk about some of the freshly digitized comics? We have Iron Man 2.0 number 2, 3, 4, and 5. The Mighty Thor, number 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Wolverine and the X-Men, number 2, 3, 4. And that is that. And Avengers Origins, Thor, number 1. And Ultimate Comics, Ultimates, number 1 as well. You know, I've talked about this with a bunch of people recently who were like, when did the comics for Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited get edited? How recent are they? It's about... You know, it's six months at times, maybe sooner, maybe a little bit later. But you've got some really cool stuff in there. Wolverine and the X-Men you could start reading and catching up on through the service. Mighty Thor, Iron Man 2.0, Ultimate Comics Ultimate, Secret Avengers. You know, there's, there's a lot of great books that you can dive into through the subscription service. And believe me when I tell you, you want to get in there as soon as you can because it's going to be... Something crazy in due time. We've got the beta for the reader available right now so that you can read it on your iPad or your tablet or wherever you want. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. So Digital Comics Unlimited is is, is shaping up to be a, it's a big year for that service. All right, we're going to kick it over to Strami for stuff available and TV this week. Hello there this week in Marvelites, Twimmers, Twimites, Twimettes, Twimmies, and Twims. Twims. This is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming to you from gorgeous, sunny, starting to warm up Los Angeles with the latest in movies, TV, games, etc., 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 Big thing coming up, well, not this week technically, but next week, next Monday, we've got the season premiere of Ultimate Spider-Man. It's a special hour-long primetime event. You get two 
episodes back-to-back of Ultimate Spider-Man beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. In the first episode, Spidey runs up against the Lizard, and in the second, Electro. So you get to see two classic Spider-Man villains reimagined for the Ultimate Spider-Man series. And you get a little taste of what's coming up in the season as well. We've got some... How should I put this? Sinister tidings on the horizon. And this is just the beginning of it. Of course, after the season premiere, Ultimate Spider-Man returns to its regular time at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. So... This is just a one-off, one-hour special event kicking off the brand new season. And you can tune in again at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD on this Monday. And that pretty much covers everything that is on air or anything like that coming up. So with that, I send you back to, you know, Ryan and Ben and Blake in New York. And I will be back with you momentarily with a ton of news. Oh, man, thank you, Strami. Woo! We hung out with Strami for a couple days last week. He's a wildcat. He is a wildcat. We won't give away too many of the stories, because I don't think that's a little NSFW, but we did go to... Here's a great one. We went to Encanto, uh, which is Chris Costantino's restaurant in San Francisco. Costantino is uh, a friend of Marvel's. He is a writer. We'll have more to talk about in due time with that, but... He's also an amazing chef. He won Top Chef Masters. I emailed him. I was like, hey, Chris, we're coming to San Francisco. I'd love to stop at your restaurant. He calls me up. He's like, when do you want to come? I was like, uh, I don't know. Whatever. We booked reservations. He was freaking, dude, won Top Chef Masters. He's working the line yeah. at his restaurant, cooking everything. He's a monster. And then we ate, like, kings. It was amazing. We ate calf brains. Did you have any of that? Yeah, it was, that was uh, interesting. Yeah, it, it was good. It's, you know, a lot of what Chris does is those the weird parts of the animal to many people, but he uses all the parts of the animal. So we had some calf brains, we had some liver terrine, we had a great, he, Chris owns Boccalone, which is an amazing, essentially, sausage plant. So, you know, they make all kinds of cured meats. And so he, he brought out a big plate of them for us. Mm-hmm. And... I just, I, there was one, I don't even remember what it was. I could have eaten all of it all <laughs> night long. Killed myself on that meat. It was so good. But we, we had great food. Strami almost passed out during that meal because he can't handle, you know, meat in certain ways. He was wider than he normally is. Yeah, and he's, he's pretty, he's pretty wide. <laughs> Yeah, he's wider than this paper. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on to the news for the week. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. So... We were, Blake and I were traveling because of Marvel Heroes. We were in San Francisco first, visiting Gazillion with Strami, and we did tons of interviews, video interviews, we did some podcast interviews, we took lots of video, we helped launch the Marvel Heroes Founders Program, which is a crazy cool thing that they're doing with, uh, you get in early with a lot of these characters. So Marvel Heroes is our MMO coming out this spring. It's free to play. You start off with one of five characters, free. You get in there, you play through the game. You can beat the game without spending any money. It's free. Did I mention it's free? It's awesome. One of the main creators is David Brevik, who, hello, created Diablo and Diablo 2. If you like that kind of gameplay, 
boom, because it does play very similar, but with Marvel characters and environments. So you can play through the game for free, but if you're a Marvel fan, you're probably going to want, ooh, this character, this costume. So there are things in there that will cost money that, you know, if you want them, you can have them, but there is no requirement to pay to play the game. But if you start spending money, you know, it, it can add up. The Founders Program says, hey, you want this stuff? Get it early, buy it now, have it when the game launches, and get it for cheaper. And there's several packs. There's a Deadpool pack with like five or six versions of Deadpool. There's, you know, an X-Force, a Wolverine, whatever. All these different packs. And then there's the Ultimate Pack, which is everything that they're readying for, for launch. It's all the characters and all these costumes. And it's, it's in-game currency, so you can then have money within the game to buy other stuff within the game that you don't even know about is in the game yet. And all just tons and tons of stuff. And it's pricey, but I believe me. You're going to start playing this game and, you know, maybe you drop a dollar here, you drop two dollars there, you drop a dollar there. If you're really into the game, it makes a ton of sense. And I think a lot of people, I, I saw how many they were selling and mm-hmm. people are into it. It's really great. So we were there for all that kind of stuff. And then we went back to, we went to L.A. for voice recordings. How cool was that, like yeah. being in the recording studio? We hung out with a bunch of voice actors. Chris Cox, who plays Hawkeye on Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and is Hawkeye in Marvel Heroes. We had a great, like, I think it was 37-minute long interview that we will put up sometime, you know, in the next couple months with him. We had Tara Strong, who I think will be going up real soon. Yeah, that's today. That's already up then. Uh, We'll have a number of, of interviews that we got there. I also, when I was in there, I saw Todd Casey, who I used to work with at Wizard, who is now a producer or a director of animation for Marvel Animation, and he was in the recording studio doing an episode of Hulk and the Agents of Smash. So I got to sit down and watch. I, w- I can't even say who the cast is because I think that would. I don't think I'm allowed to say who's in the cast. But I watched them record, and that process was so cool because they just turned on these voices, and it was like ah, these. It's really, it's really, it's really, really fun. So that was a wild day, and then. We ate King Taco, and that was terrific. You had your first experience with In-N-Out Burger. Oh, man, the greatest. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But while we were out there, also, Lego Marvel Superheroes was announced. I remember I was at the first meeting I had for Lego Marvel Superheroes was at E3 last year, I think, talking with the, the you know people about this because I think we had just signed and figuring out the, the beats and when we're doing it. And you guys, I don't even know. I can't. You don't even know. This is going to be amazing. We're going to blow this out of the water. There are lots of other Lego games out there. I am a huge fan of Lego Harry Potter, and I need me to get that Lego Lord of the Rings as soon as possible. But Lego Marvel Superheroes is the expletive you can't even imagine. It's going to be great. So lots more about that when it releases later this year. Uh, I was also out in the West Coast for a video thing that I did with Joe Casada, Chief Creative Officer, that you will hear about and see more soon. I can't give any more details, just that we did something very cool, and you will see a, a fun conversation between myself and Joe Q, not online, somewhere else. So, 
that's that. Uh, we also have Ultimate Spider-Man videos coming up. I'm going to be hosting a new YouTube weekly thing where we talk about five, ten, whatever reasons you should watch Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney XD because I dig that show a lot and season two is starting. There's a lot of fun stuff, especially if you're a fan of the comics. So I'm going to highlight some things every week. We'll get that to you. And finally, Toy Fair is coming up real soon. I will be in Disney World doing all kinds of stuff, some business, some pleasure. But Blake, I'm sure you'll go to Toy yeah. Fair. Uh, you'll take the crew. You guys will do some video, maybe record some, I don't know. You guys are going to do what you're going to do. I'm kind of totally sad I will miss Toy Fair this year. It's the first time I'll, I'll have missed Toy Fair in like five, six, seven years. But it is what it is, so enjoy that and more news coming out of that soon. Blake, what do you have for news? Speaking of toys, <laughs> Diamond Select has released some images from the Marvel Minimate Series 50 fan poll. Over 30,000 people asked for these. And it is Cyborg Spider-Man, Songbird, Ghost Rider, Onslaught, Baron Zemo 2, Novacore Centurion, and Baron Zemo 1 as well. So go to Marvel.com. The images are up. Find out how to buy these. The Nova and Cyborg Spider-Man are freaking awesome looking. Those are the polls we put up, right? Yes. Yeah, nice. Yes. Very cool. Uh, all right, we're going to kick it over to Benjamin with some news. Ben? Hey everybody, Ben Morse checking in with the comics news for this week. If you go to Marvel.com, of course we have all the latest on Marvel Now and all your other big comic initiatives. Additionally this week, we had Kofi Kingston from WWE stop by for a fight in Fanboys. I conducted that one. That was a lot of fun. Talks a little bit about the Royal Rumble that's coming up. We spoke with David Marquez about his upcoming arc on All New X-Men, which started this week and it looks very, very beautiful. We got all the futures you guys have come to expect. We had a special Guardians of the Galaxy live blog with Brian Michael Bendis and Steve Wacker. Learned a lot of stuff about that book. And we've got two pretty cool Marvel Now recurring features this week. Young Avengers Youth Movement, which is talking to Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey about kind of behind the scenes of making Young Avengers. Also with that, you get to see some exclusive pencils from Jamie McKelvey that you're not going to see anywhere else. Those are awesome. And... Secret Avengers Declassified has Nick Spencer talking about the new arrangement of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how the Secret Avengers fit into that hierarchy. We've also got articles on Thunderbolts. We've also got stuff on Indestructible Hulk, Deadpool, and Avengers Arena, Journey into Mystery, much more. And we announced two new Marvel Now books, X-Men by Brian Wood and Olivia Coipel, which is going to be starting an all-female cast of X-Men. And Thanos Rising, which is going to be the origin of Thanos in a new limited series by Jason Aaron and Simone Bianche. All this information is on the comics section of Marvel.com or go to the news section under comic news. And we'll have plenty more for you coming next week. Oh, thank you, Ben. You've got so much news I don't even understand. Uh, what about you, Stromy? What do you got? Welcome back once more to Emerge to Amites this week in Marvelers. Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom joining you once again with, to kick things off, a ton of Marvel movie news. This week we brought you a new image from Iron Man 3, which is, of course, out in theaters May 3rd. 
this image showed Pepper warming up to Tony's new suit. You got another look at his new armor, and... I think one of your first... Oh, no, we've seen some shots of Pepper Potts from the movie before. Actually, we've seen several. So I lie. It is not even close to your first look at Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts in Iron Man 3. It's more like your sixth or seventh look. But still, you can check it out right now on Marvel.com. And we also brought you a new image of Hugh Jackman looking extraordinarily ripped and built and muscular. And I'm not envious of him at all, but new shot of him from The Wolverine, which is out in theaters July 26th, of course brings Logan to Japan, and you get another look at that Japanese setting in this new image, which again you can check out on Marvel.com right now. And we also brought you news that Captain America the Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, both out in 2014, will be coming out in 3D. So you have that to look forward to as well. Captain America the Winter Soldier, of course, comes out April 4th, 2014, and Guardians of the Galaxy comes out August 1st. 2014. So I know that's looking a ways ahead, but still very exciting. I'm very pumped for both of those movies. Jumping over to television, of course, I mentioned before that we have the Ultimate Spider-Man Season 2 premiere this Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. And to celebrate, we've been bringing you a ton of Ultimate Spider-Man news. We've got... Oh, what else do we have got? We've got a new trailer for the new season. We've got two new clips from the hour-long premiere. Oh, we've got an interview with some of the guys at Man of Action Studios who help write the series, which should be going up right around the time that this podcast goes up. We've got a report from an event that was held here in Los Angeles last Saturday to promote the new season of Ultimate Spider-Man as well as the new Marvel Close-Up series, which helps promote literacy that will be airing as a series of interstitials in the Marvel Universe block, and you'll get your first look at them in the season premiere of Ultimate Spider-Man this Monday. We also have... Oh, I, th- I think there are other things that I am forgetting. We, we have the new video series starring Ryan, which I believe he already told you about, that will be coming up. I don't know. We've got a ton of Ultimate Spider-Man action going on on the site right now. So just head over there, check it all out. And, of course... We've got new Marvel mashups. As I am recording this, we've already posted three more Marvel mashups featuring Sandman, featuring Iron Man, featuring... I'm forgetting what the third one was, but it was great. You can check them all out on the Marvel YouTube. We have a full playlist that now has 20... Four episodes on it, I believe, as I am recording this. It will probably have more as you are listening to this. But you can watch them all there. Of course, you can also watch them on Marvel.com. And jumping once more over into the realm of video games, Marvel Avengers Alliance on Facebook started their new season of PvP last week. I don't know if we have covered that yet on this podcast, but just in case we haven't, new season of PvP. 
Punisher is the reward character. He's really cool because he gains a new random buff at the beginning of each round, or at least, you know, I, as I have not actually played the game with him as he's not available yet, this is what I am gleaning from the uh, info if you get when you click on the character and you can read over some stuff. He looks very cool. I am hoping to get my hands on him, but I have not yet won a PvP reward character, so we'll see. But I seem to be doing better in this round after some advice from the inimitable Adrian M. So, that pretty much covers everything in the world of Marvel movie, TV, movies, TV, and games this week. So, with that, I bid you adieu, and I send you back to those fine folks in New York. I wish you a great weekend, a great week, and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening. Oh my god, they like topped each other. How did they do it? They're not even in the same time zone. Wow. Hot dog. <laughs> I just want you to call in. What do you got, Scatman Crothers? That's regular Scatman. I know, Scatman Crothers is like the old dude, right? Yeah. Was he perpetually old? Like, I, I imagine him born, like, super old, and that's, like, the only way people know him. What was he in? He's been in a ton of movies. I want to say he was in Cocoon? No. Maybe. Maybe. He was in one of those, like, Twilight Zone the movie. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Sure, sure. Oh, no, not, no. Uh, nope, nope. The Jack Nicholson other movie. Wolf? The horror movie. The other horror movie. Shining. Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf. I like how my brain goes to Wolf <laughs> That classic first. film. Yeah. The all-time cinematic classic. All right. Back on track. Here we go. We've got questions and comments from you guys. Again, if you have them, you want something answered about Marvel or the podcast, use the hashtag this week in Marvel. One word. Some people will tweet to me, hashtag this, space in or whatever, and that won't show up on our feed the way we, we pull these questions in. So make sure you use the full hashtag. We're going to go through them right now using whatever this handy-dandy thing is. Yeah, this machine is... We get terrible Wi-Fi in this room, so I'm pulling the questions in live, and it's being funky. But we'll go through it. You could also tweet to at Agent M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, and at Stromy. And we'll we'll get to you there as well. All right. So, from Mr. Mia at Mr. Mia says, "Did Shield Volume Two by Hickman ever finish? I don't remember. If not, any word in when it will? Uh, unfortunately, sir, we do not have any information about that yet. It has not completed. I can't give you anything because I don't have anything. I've I've asked. Jonathan's on a million books, and I believe Justin Weaver is on a bunch of different things as well. So, if or when we get more news, we'll let you know." Believe me, I know it's a, something a lot of people want to know about. All right, at Dr. Underscore Spidey says, Just finished the Astonishing X-Men Blu-ray. How did Kitty get out of that break world bullet? Don't remember, to be honest with you. It's been a while since I read that story. We brought her back a couple years ago. But yeah, she she's a trooper. Riding that bullet for all that time, it was rough. It was a good story. Joss Whedon just hates your heart, though. Adam Mortal Thor 99 tweets, Any plans for games based on Phase 2 movies? That Thor 2 would be awesome, and Guardians of the Galaxy would be out of this world. Thor 
the Dark World comes out in November, and I don't believe we have any plans, although if we do, they could always be announced. We've got comic book conventions and E3, all kinds of stuff coming up, so, you know, those are big moments when stuff could happen, and as far as Guardians of the Galaxy, that's kind of totally far out, so whether or not we have plans, it's too early to say anyway. At X-Force Josh says, I found three superior Spider-Man variants today. So excited. That's awesome. There were like 900 variants of that book. We were looking at them. It's pretty great. There's some great covers. What what covers did you guys want and get? I just read it in print copy, and I think I gave it away already. Because that's how I do. I share. At Lex Pendragon says, I love how you explain that an episode is going to be late on the late episode. Hashtag timey-wimey. You know. It's just, it is what it is. At Swagpool tweets, why is there all the animal killing in Marvel now? Huh, interesting, Swagpool. Is, has there been a lot of animal killing? Deadpool. Punisher killed a gorilla. Punisher did kill a gorilla. Deadpool killed. Deadpool killed some, you know, messed up creatures in the zoo. Um, I don't think it's, a, it's definitely not a conscious effort, because if you ask anyone here, we're all kind of crazed for animals. I go to the zoo. I have a zoo membership for New York City. I go to the Bronx Zoo every quite often, I guess. You know, a lot of people have cats and dogs. We're not anti-animal in any way. I think it just sort of happened with the stories. You know, these characters do what these characters do. Wolverine stabbed the pterodactyl in the face and Savage Wolverine number one. Yep, yep. But then you look at, like, Captain Marvel. She has her cat, which she takes to the vet for, you know, treatment. You know, there's... And the T-Rexes don't die in that. Yeah, they save the T-Rexes. Yeah. They, they're fighting and they try to calm them down. You know, it goes both ways. Scanning, scanning, scanning all the tweets. At Malin 87 talking about Cable and Avengers Alliance. Did you guys go over questions last week? No. Okay. So he says he picked Cable up and thus far he's a new favorite Marvel Avengers Alliance hero who are our favorites. Cable is has definitely grown yep. on me incredibly. He's great in PvP. He's currently, or I think he, I just leveled him up to eleven, which was big. And who else am I using a lot lately? Valkyrie is growing on me a mm. ton. I did not like her at first, but now I use her. Doctor Strange, I hate him and I love him at the same time. Who's on your PvP squad right now, Blake? It's still Iron Man and Hulk because I can't level up everybody else. But I'm Valkyrie and Cable are my two. And Deadpool, sort of. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about him. See, I I enjoy playing as Deadpool because it's fun. Yeah. But I, for in the scope of all my characters, he's like, he's not one that I would put up against a lot of people. That's he's true. just so goofy, and I don't think he's as effective as some of the others. Like Valkyrie. Valkyrie, she's she's bananas. Oh, I've been using uh, Phoenix Force Phoenix a lot lately because she can save your butt when you need it. I haven't gotten White Crown Phoenix because I already have. Oh, it looks so good, yeah. Yeah, no, she's. If you don't have a Phoenix, get White Crown. Uh-huh. I would get White Crown. I've been using Iron Fist a little bit. He's uh-huh. interesting. I don't. I don't think he's my go-to, but he can save your butt every once in a while if you need it. Yeah. Uh, Spec Op. The next Spec Op is is looming. Did you read the the doc for the Spec Op? Not yet. No. You should. I think you got it. We got it last week. It is. It's crazy. It takes everything you know at the spec op and smacks it up, it flips it, it rubs it down. Oh no. It's great. 
At Johnny Timpulse tweets, Avengers Arena is such an awesome book. I fear for all the kids' safety. Four down, 12 more to go. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a nerve-wracking book because you do anyone can bite it at any point. Or, you know, you never know. I think we're going to see a lot more crazy stuff. And Arcade, I like seeing that Arcade is not that bow-tie, you know, goofball. He's a legitimate menace. At Cassius335 tweets, Ah, Mr. Summers, thank you for joining us. Have you ever heard of the Punisher? That is in reference to, I guess, Avengers Alliance. The twit pic that Cassius335 posted will not load here in this room of death. Sorry about that. At Rev Gemlin, tweeting about episode 61.5, said, Marvel's secret passion for fishing... Ben J. Morse's secret kinky side, and a phrase that's new to me, trade waiter. Interesting. That was the Eric Young episode, yeah. I guess. Uh, Eric Young, who's a TNA superstar. You not heard trade waiting, Robert? <laughs> trade waiting is, you know, the, the practice of not buying single issues, waiting for the trade and reading a story all in one. Has its benefits. You know, it's. I like reading a story all in one, but also you don't want to get anything spoiled for you. My wife had a bunch of things spoiled for her about Downton Abbey before the new season started. She was miffed, I will tell you that much. And I don't want any spoilers for Downton. You spoil Downton for me, I'm going to punch you in the neck. <laughs> At Lex Pendragon says, Hi, any copies of Avengers Arena 3 from Agent M. He'll rip it to shreds, it was that good. Any cosmic fans must read it. Good point, Lex. Ooh, JNA Studios tweets to us, Doom's mask, is it articulated mouth or stationary mouth? Thoughts, opinions? See, the way I look at it is Doom probably is kind of a crazy fashionista that we don't know about. He probably has hundreds of versions of his costumes, his regal wear, his mask, his armor. Think about it. You know, Tony Stark flaunts his armors around. Doom doesn't need to flaunt. Doom takes what he wants out for a stroll whenever he wants to. He probably has a version that has an articulated mouth, but I think standard would just be the mask. You know, solid stationary. Yeah. But if he wants to, he can have a cronk, 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 cronk as the lips chomp up and down. That makes sense? <laughs> you got nothing to add? <laughs> it's perfect. All right. At running... Run into, run into dust. Says, love the new Marvel superheroes. What the? I remember Obnoxio. It was for Kitty's birthday party. Awesome. So yeah, Obnoxio episode, a lot of fun. And we were trying to figure out how to bring Obnoxio back into things. It's like the character nobody asked for. We did it. My favorite part of the Obnoxio episode, though, all that Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and Marvel superheroes. What the? Is a treasure. Yeah, ben, Ben's a dark, dark man. Yeah, he wrote that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He is a bad, bad man. I don't think I'm going to get past more of these questions because the machine won't let me load anything. i got a couple more. King Phoenix tweets, Love Marvel now. Just picked up Thunderbolts and Thor, God of Thunder. Thoughts on a more Viking-like Thor, yay or nay? I like how you have these three aspects of Thor, and it, it does feel like a natural progression for the character. You know, you've got young, brash Thor who... You know, goes out and sows his wild oats and kills a whole lot of stuff. And he's a Viking and he, you know, hangs out with his Viking bros and eats all their food, drinks all their wine, has his 
you know, times with all their ladies and fights all their fights with them, and he's, he's just a total Viking badass. And then you've got modern-day Thor, who's more responsible, more worldly, more understanding, still vicious and violent as hell and angry, and but full of honor and duty and all this stuff. And then you've got old man Thor, who's just cranky and has seen everyone die and is still full of, you know, piss and vinegar, and it's awesome. It's great. I love that book so much. I can't even... I just want to... I'm going to punch something. Wolf Knight 26 says, Have you guys ever considered having Rey Mysterio as a guest to Marvel headquarters in 4.5 episodes? Of course we have. Rey is amazing. And uh, he's had many Marvel-esque card costumes in his WWE career. You know, we invite wrestlers to Marvel headquarters all the time. The thing about WWE guys is they're on the road pretty much nonstop. You know, they, they get to go home here and there, and they don't necessarily... Like, they want to spend... When their time is off, they want to go home, see mm-hmm. their family, see their friends, relax a little bit, recuperate. They don't come through New York a ton, you know, New York City, and when they do, they, they probably have a bunch of appearances in various things, or they're working on other schedules, so maybe they can get some time at home. It's, it's tricky. It's not easy. We're hoping, hoping that around WrestleMania time, when they're probably in New York for a little bit longer, we can get some of these guys to come by. But, you know, it's hard. It's very tough. And at Wolf Knight 26 says, I couldn't believe that episode 62 is only 38 minutes long. I don't know if that's good or bad, Ryan. What do you think, Blake? Did you like um, that? So was that last was two weeks ago? I don't know. It must have been. This app won't let me go back any further, so that calls it. Uh, hopefully we'll get more from you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for tweeting. Thanks to Ben and Strami for contributing. Thank you to Blake for putting it all together. We'll be back with more next week. This is Marvel, your universe.